1: Thank you again for tuning into this Friday edition of the podcast. We greet each of you uh, that listen daily. Some of you, I realize, download later on in the week. But I know many of you will download this on Friday and listen Friday morning. We have folks in Maine. We have folks in Connecticut, folks in New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, folks that have said they download and listen every day, uh, whether at the house, on their way to work, in transit somewhere. We're certainly thankful for each and every one of you. We want to be a help. We want to be a strength to you. And uh, we're not here to self-promote, we're not here to uh, point folks to ourselves, but point folks to the Word of God, that folks would fall in love with this man, Jesus Christ. In Psalm 17, there's a lot of doctrine in this passage. I confess to you, I almost glossed over this this week. I looked at the passage several times, and it just seemed like, well, we'll just go ahead and preach what we know on it, but the Lord directed my paths to dig into the Word of God here. And so this is another podcast on Psalm 17. And he said this in verse 1 of Psalm 17, a prayer of David. Hear the right, O Lord, attend unto my cry, give ear unto my prayer, that goeth not out of feigned lips. Let not my sentence come forth from thy presence. Let thine eyes behold the things that are equal. Thou hast proved mine heart. What a tremendous, strong statement. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. And so we see there's two major things I'd like to focus on today. We know the sentence that comes forth from thy presence. God, when he tries us, he will then sentence us, whether it be good or whether it be evil. But he's trying us to see what we are. He's going to hold us to a standard. He's going to hold us uh, to the law. And that's the standard that God is going to hold us to. And then he says this, let thine eyes behold the things that are equal and the Lord knoweth them that are his and he's not a respecter of persons. And so the Lord searches us and he tries us and he knows us and then he proves us for in verse three, he said this, thou hast proved mine heart. Again, I believe that David here is speaking as a prophet. I believe he's speaking to that one which is to come. He is speaking on behalf of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we see he's done so often in the scriptures. And again, as I've said many times in this podcast concerning the Psalms, yes, we see David's plight. Yes, we see David's troubles. Yes, we see David speaking as a man, but we also see Jesus Christ high and lifted up. We see D- David speaking on behalf of another. And so again, as we see this unfold, and we realize here that this is the work of God in the person of Jesus Christ, when we look at this in verse 3, I'd like to look at it from that angle. Thou hast proved mine heart. What is it? That's the heart of Jesus Christ. That's the very heart of God. That's the heart that John leaned upon the chest of Jesus Christ and uh, Laid upon his bosom and listened to the very heartbeat of God. And yet, that heart is a heart that's pure, a heart that's clean, a heart that's holy, a heart that has known no sin. And how we bless the Lord for that. And that's why he said, Thou hast proved mine heart. And then he said, Thou hast visited me in the night. And in those night seasons when the Lord visits, how precious that is, that weeping the man door for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He said, Thou hast tried me and shalt find. Nothing. I'd like to look at two things today, if I can get this done in the few minutes that we do have. I'd like to look at the proving, and I'd also look at, look at, look at the trying of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to start the proving, I'm going to go to Genesis 42, and every once in a while, I'll use that law of first mention. It's not always a dogmatic thing, but sometimes it's a very helpful thing. I know the heart, the mind, some things like that or certainly uh, law first mentioned is very helpful in understanding those things. And this is one of those things I believe was a help to me personally in Genesis 42 and verse 15. Hereby you shall be proved by the life of Pharaoh, you shall not go forth hence except your youngest brother come hither, send one of you and let him fetch your brother and you shall be kept in prison that your words may be proved. Whether there be any truth in you or else for the life of Pharaoh, surely ye are spies. And so Joseph's brethren have come. They've come to buy corn from him. There's a famine in the land. And they're speaking these words to Joseph. Joseph knew who they are. Joseph knows that they're his brother. He accuses them of being spies. And then they say in verse 13, Thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father and one is not. So Joseph is going to prove them. Now, he knows them. He knows they speak truth concerning his father, concerning Benjamin. He knows who they are. And he says that he's your spies. Hereby, ye shall be proved But the life of Pharaoh. You shall not go forth hence, except your youngest brother come hither. Send one of you and let him fetch your brother. And you shall be kept in prison that your words may be proved. Whether there be any truth in you. So again, that law first mentioned, he is weighing these things. The words again that they speak are being weighed by the actions that follow. That's the proving. It's not in what we say; it's in what we are. It's not in who we say we are; it's in who we are. And he said, "This thou has proved mine heart." Psalm sixty-six and verse ten. Word of God says, "For thou, O God, has proved us." And then he adds this, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. So again, there are two different things here. One is to prove. One is to take that and, and make a statement or take the facts that are stated and prove them against truth. Make sure that they're of a truth. Make sure they're a proof. That's what a proof set is. It's a pure set. It's a set that's been proven. It's pure gold. It's pure silver. It's been proved. But then he also said, try me. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. What does that mean? It takes a set standard. It takes a set mark. It takes a set benchmark. And then it's tried against that benchmark to see whether or not it is proven as true silver. Let me expound on that just a little bit, try to give a little bit more clarity with the Lord's help. In Exodus 17 and verse 7. Again, the Word of God is speaking to us and giving us light concerning this matter of proof or proving. In Exodus 17 and verse 7, the Word of God simply says this, and he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? Now, why does it say it on that wise? Why does it say they tempted the Lord God? Because the Lord was trying to prove the children of Israel. He's trying to prove that their words are not just words, but rather what they did is they tempted the Lord God. And so again, that temptation of the Lord is a proof that they're not obeying the voice of God. They don't believe God. The proof that you believe God is that you obey his commandments. He told them the same place, the waters of Meribah, the children of Israel strove with the Lord. That's a place of strife. It's a place of striving. Why? Again, they did not believe the Lord. The word of God tells again, because you rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. So here the Lord is trying to prove them. He's trying to prove them as he's proved them in the word of God as silver is tried, but yet they rebelled against God. They were stubborn. Iniquity was found in them. They would not believe God, and so He's trying to prove them, and they fell short of that proof by their murmurings, by their complaints. Their speech bereath them. Against verse fifty-one of Deuteronomy thirty-two, He said, "Because ye trespassed against Me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah in the wildernesses, in because ye sanctified Me not in the midst of the children of Israel." Now we understand again the proving but here's what the word of the Lord said. In verse, Psalm 81 and verse 7, thou callest in trouble, and I delivered thee. I answered thee in the secret place of thunder. I proved thee at the waters of Meribah Selah. And so the Lord tells them, when you murmured, you turned against me. You hardened yourself. You disobeyed. I was proving you at the waters. I was seeing how you'd respond to truth, and what did you do? You fell short, you murmured, you spoke out of turn, you were distressed, and so here he was trying to prove them, and he did prove them, but the problem was he didn't prove them as pure silver, he didn't prove them as pure gold, he proved them as murmurers, and that's why the Lord, when he proves our heart, it is a fearful thing, It's a terrifying thing that the Lord would prove us and we would fall short of what God is looking for in us, especially in the matter of salvation, that God would prove us according to his son and would fall short in salvation. Judges 7 and verse 4 in the matter of trying, and the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down under the water and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee, and whosoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people into the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Now, I've heard many things said about that passage of Scripture, uh, the manner of which they drank. But the Lord said, this is a time of trying. I'm going to try them. I'm going to see what sort they are of. I'm going to set the standard for you, Gideon, and I'm going to try them against that standard. What was his standard? He'd water like a dog. Those that dipped their hand in the water and scooped it up to their mouth, those were those that were tried and found worthy to go to battle for the Lord. That was God's standard. And God tried them by the standard that he had set for them. So again, there's a difference between proving and trying. Job chapter 7 and verse 18. Now the Lord was trying to prove, I believe, prove the children of Israel there in Meribah and they fell short. Here God was trying those going to battle. God had established a standard and only those that met that standard were able to go to battle. Job chapter seven and verse 18, and that thou shouldest visit him every morning and try him every moment. Who is that? What is man that thou shouldst magnify him and that thou shouldest set thine heart upon him and that thou shouldest visit him every morning and try him every moment. And so here the word of God is speaking and Job is answering and saying to his, his detractors, if you will, that God tries us every moment. Here's the mark. Here's the standard. Here's the word of God. God is holding us against that to see if our actions correspond with the word of God. Psalm chapter 11, we just covered this verse just recently in the podcast. In verse 4, the Lord is in his holy temple The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes, behold, his eyelids try the children of men. How does he try them? According to the standard that he has established. Psalm 26 and verse two, again, the word of the Lord comes to us. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. And so, Lord, here's the standard. Look at my soul, the inward part of me, and hold that against your standard. Try me. And then, Lord, also try my heart against that same standard that you would hold me accountable. And as Job said, that you would try me every moment. Psalm 139 and verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Lord, make sure even my thoughts line up with you. And so the Lord is going to try us against the word of God. Jeremiah 9 and verse 7, and many people would know this passage of scripture. It's well known in the word of God. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, I will melt them and try them. For how shall I do for the daughter of my people? So the Lord in his judgment is also going to try man. Now, Zephaniah chapter 13 And the word of God here speaks of trying or to try. The word of God tells in Zechariah 13, verse 9, and I will bring the third part through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. So again, we see that trying, we see that proving, and then we also see the the purification of the fire refines us and refines us as gold or as silver. Why? Because the Lord is trying us against his law and against his standard, and God's going to hold us accountable to the word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'll begin reading in verse 13, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And so again, the Word of God is telling us that God is going to hold us to that standard. Pure silver is not going to melt away. Pure gold is not going to burn up. Word of God says, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. That's in Job 23 and verse 10. The psalmist again in Psalm 12 and verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. Psalm 18 and verse 30 The word of God says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. And so the Lord has exalted his word above his own name. And so we know that he holds his word higher than his own name. And the word of God, he said, he is a buckler to all those that trust in him. So the word of the Lord is tried. We hold it up to the standard. What is the standard? Holiness, godliness, And my friend, we hold the word of God to that standard. It is pure. It is as gold. It shines forth. It is absolute purified in the furnace of earth. Psalm 66 and verse 10, he says, Which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved? For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us, as silver is tried. Now, the word of God tells us that we're tried as children of God. God tries us against the word of God. The psalmist was speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ. He was tried and found holy. He was tried and found pure. He tells us in 1 John 4, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Hold them to God's standard. What is God's standard? He says, hereby, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So you try the spirits against that standard. If they confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, they're of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And so again, we've established the fact that the word of God is the standard. The word of God is holy. The word of God is pure. It is pure gold. It is pure silver. It's a holy word of God. What God tells in Revelation three ten, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So he tells us even this great tribulation that is coming, this hour of temptation, which is gonna be upon the world is to try them that are upon the world. It's gonna hold them to the standard that God has established. Might I say in closing today, I want to shine like gold. I want to come forth as gold. I want to be holy. I want to meet God's standard. I want to be spiritual, not carnal. I don't want to be fleshly. I want to walk with God. And I want God to try me and find me a spiritual man and find me a holy man. And the Bible word of God tells us to be holy as he is holy. That means it's possible to be holy. For thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. What a wonderful testimony of our Lord and Savior. We pray that you have a good weekend. We pray that you have a good Lord's Day in the house of God this weekend. May the Lord bless you.
0: There is a lost soul who is tired of his sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries
1: for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McBay. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McBay on iTunes. And remember to look up, for there your was redemption draweth
0: Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing. of the reading